When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michael K is on the radio today. No Michael K. Not again, not until the new year, in fact, on this Wednesday, the 27th day of December. Once again, on the Michael K show this afternoon, Pat O'Keefe and Ty Butler on a day in New York City where we have yet another quarterback change. Quarterback changes throughout the NFL. The Brooklyn Nets avoid a near disaster last night. And the Knicks this evening on these very airwaves beginning a rather important three-game road trip. So plenty going on, Ty. Plenty going on on this Wednesday afternoon. Yo, I'm coming in hot, Pat. I'm coming in hot. Just to lift the curtain, we had our pre-show meeting starting at 2.30, but it was chaos. and I was like in and out because the kids... You know, getting them ready to leave the house. They're excited to see me because I was I was gone for the morning, and it, there was a lot going on. So I'm I'm coming in hot. I, I, I'm ready to roll, bro. I'm ready to roll. Kids involved because you're working from home today, as am yes. I, right? Which is interesting because I didn't think that was allowed on this show. I, I <laughs> some some people would differ, but you know, as I'm I'm getting them ready to go downstairs to pack the car, the wife decides, you know, today's a, a good opportunity for her to do laundry. So here's four bags. You now have to bring down three flights of stairs. So I'm, I'm sweating bullets. I'm huffing and puffing, but I'm ready to go because, as you said, a, a lot of sports are on the table, and you know, it's 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 a, it's a fun time here in New York City. Not for the sports teams, but for us to get a chance to talk about it all. Well, you know. The good news is, Ty, you're going to have four and a half hours to get it out of your system. because An extravaganza. We're, we're, we're not here till 6.30. We're not here till 7. We're here till 7.30 tonight. Yeah, 7.30. So, which means Anthony has two ENNs he has to do. <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know if we're doing that. Uh, they say once you cross the four-hour mark, that's the beginning of a new that's show. The so I think one? we might, yeah, we might have to do an ENN maybe sometime <laughs> in the 5 o'clock hour and uh, the 6 o'clock hour. So yesterday in the three o'clock hour, we were lucky enough. It was a nice surprise to be visited by Jordan Renan, who was in studio hosting some uh, shows for the network yesterday. He popped on with the two of us and discussed the state of the Giants. And uh, obviously most of the questions centering around the quarterback position, uh, Daniel Jones regarding next year. And then in the more immediate future, Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito. And the question that, as of yesterday, he didn't have the answer to, and, and nobody did until today, who would start at quarterback, Ty? And, and we now have the answer. Brian Dayball announcing that at least for Week 17, when the Giants are back home to take on the L.A. Rams, it will once again be Tyrod Taylor starting at quarterback. So uh, it, it's mystifying for a lot of us, but maybe this is Dable disagreeing with everyone who had proclaimed the Giants found their backup quarterback for next season. Because how else would you describe going back to Tyrod? Sunday, you can make the case that it made sense because technically the Giants were still in the playoff hunt. But now 
uh, the only way that this move makes sense to me is we if we're reviewing it in, uh, incorrectly and, and they don't actually feel like there is a future for, for Tommy. Because if there were, wouldn't you use the next two games, the final eight quarters of the season, to evaluate him and see what you have going forward? Because it's ultimately going to help you you know, make a decision or multiple decisions as, as far as your quarterback room is concerned. So maybe he's just not a part of the future and we just all you know bought too much into the hype story that never is actually going to manifest into him being part of this team long term. I think most of it was hype, to be honest with you. I mean, there was certainly a lot of hype considering that he went, and we talked about this yesterday and ad nauseum over the last few weeks. We know the story went to high school in the area, um, you know, big family, a, a flamboyant, excitable family that was very present during this. And who, who wouldn't be if their son was the quarterback of the Giants for any period of time? And that was awesome. And people got wrapped up in it. The three-game winning streak certainly helped people get wrapped up in it. But if you examine those three consecutive wins, how many of them were really impressive? One? The Green Bay win on Monday night when DeVito had his finest moment as a Giants quarterback, leading them on that game-winning drive after the Packers had taken the lead late in the fourth quarter. I don't know. I look at this. You know, I was surprised and disagreed with DeVito getting the start against Green Bay. when Ty- That was the first game that Tyrod Taylor was eligible to come back. Tyrod Taylor is the better quarterback. And I know that the Giants won that game, and they won it because of, in part, what DeVito did on that final drive. Um, why, why do you have Tyrod Taylor on this team? You know, he's one of the highest-paid backup quarterbacks. We've seen so many in this town. We've seen an actual season fall apart two years in a row because you didn't have a sustainable plan B at quarterback. The Giants actually took the time and used the investment to bring in one of the higher priced backup quarterbacks in the NFL and and they weren't going to use them? Yeah, because the, the, the circumstances change. So you start the season with, you know, expectations that at the very least you make the playoffs building off of the momentum you had last year and he's there as an insurance to Daniel Jones who ends up getting hurt but you weren't expecting him to be lost for the season Uh, but if you had to go to Tyrod for a couple games he's a legitimate backup and he can get the job done but once you start the year two and eight all of that goes out the window. Then you're forced to bring in uh, Tommy into that, that Jets game where obviously he, he wasn't allowed to throw. And then you see him develop over the next couple of weeks. So now you're, you're wondering if this is a, a guy you can invest in, again, not as a starter, but as a, a cheap option backup next season, which means that Tyrod, like it's kind of meaningless to continue to send him out there when you don't have any shot of going to the playoffs, and he's not a part of your future. So I, I thought it made sense to go to Tommy. Uh, but, you know, obviously, Dable saw last week, he, he said they needed a spark. And they almost, uh, I'd say last week, a couple of days ago, they needed a spark. And then they almost went in that game. But now it's just to me, Pat, uh, what, what's, this, what, uh, what's there to gain from seeing Tyrod the last couple of weeks? Winning. But what does that do for you? What, you can't tell me that Brian Dable doesn't want to win these games. Of course he wants All to win these games. All of these head games. coaches, Salah wants to win these games, even though he's coming back next year. These coaches, you know, look, look at Monty Williams. And we'll talk about the Detroit Pistons and the Nets. They almost beat them last night. They've now lost, what, 27 games in a row. Um, those go on his record, right? No, he, I get that. He, but th- these games go on Brian Dable's record. No, you can't so- just throw away games at the ends of seasons because you're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. But it's not... uh, So you phrase it as throwing away, which I understand, but it's not 
that's not what they're trying to do. Like, if the thought process is, let's see what Tommy DeVito has, you're not throwing the games away because that's tape. That's something you can utilize in your analysis of whether or not this guy is going to be your quarterback, your, your backup quarterback. He's auditioning. So, yes, it still matters. The games, uh, or, or like the games in itself, don't actually matter in, in the grand scheme of things. I get it. The head coach, players, they all want to win. But to me, what's more valuable would have been seeing this guy audition for a roster spot next year and it just feels like with this decision that's not the case well maybe they've seen enough I I mean I've seen enough I don't think he's a backup quarterback I don't think he's good enough to be a backup quarterback on a team that is one hit away from needing to press him into action but why arrive but why arrive at that conclusion with with two games left to play in the season I mean I gotta be honest with you I arrived at that conclusion with, with six games left in that season I didn't need to see much he's not a he's not a backup quarterback. I'm but starting to rain have... on everyone's parade, everyone's chicken parade. He's not a viable backup quarterback. Maybe a third string quarterback, but I don't think it's worth throwing away a week 17 game, even if you're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, for the, the chance to see if you have a third string quarterback for next year on your I roster. Just don't, I, I just look at risk reward. So you can say through his first, well, he's, he's played eight games, started six, Nine touchdowns total. He's got eight throwing and one rushing and then, you know, three interceptions. So you can say you have enough of a sample size to arrive at the conclusion that this isn't a, not even a backup quarterback. But to me, the, like, there's no risk in sending him back out there. The reward can be, let's just say in the next two games, you stumble upon something. All of a sudden, it all clicks. And, and I get that that might be far-fetched, but it's still a possibility, whereas like there's literally zero benefit to Tyrod excel, excelling outside of you winning games. And, and, and in my eyes, that's not the most important thing right now for a team that's just been eliminated for the playoffs. It, it's about figuring out the pieces that you have on this roster going forward that's going to ultimately help you get back to where you want to be. You know, so, so you, you would start Tommy DeVito on Sunday? Yes, without question. Like I get, be- I know I get benching him at halftime because that game still technically mattered. They were still in playoff contention. None of us. You know, but then who- why didn't they start Taylor? I mean, everybody knew Taylor was the better quarterback before the game. Everybody knew Taylor was the better quarterback before the New Orleans game. Maybe Everyone they were tr- knew he was the better quarterback before the um, Green Bay game. I thought that you could possibly be trying to do two things at once: evaluating him while trying to win games that still matter. But obviously, you know, we saw that first half and they, they, they scored three points. They, they had nothing going for them on offense. So you go to your bullpen for a spark. But at this point, I, I would start Tommy the rest of the way. And I, I would agree with you. I, I think that we did get caught up in the story, in the narrative, you know, in the frenzy that was, you know, them beating the lowly commanders, the, the, the beaten down Patriots. And then that game against Green Bay, we got caught up in the hype and it was fun. So we, to some degree, overrated how good he was doing. We didn't, it was really more about that defense that in three games it forced uh, 12 turnovers. But now I, I just feel like there's no, there, there's no downside to starting him the rest of the way just to see, again, what you've got. I think the Giants were bullied into starting Tommy DeVito in the Green Bay game. 
I think they were bullied into doing that by the narrative, by, by their fans, by the narrative that was out there, by well, their that fans that, that were out there. That, 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 that was clearly the popular choice by their fans. And at this point, the Giants were in the middle of a season where absolutely nothing has gone right. And I think they kept running DeVito out there because they did win two straight games, although not a lot of that had to do with his performance. And they wanted to keep the good feelings going because I, there were very few good feelings this season. Pat, if that's true and, and your head coach is making a decision based on being bullied by fans, then that's a larger issue. It, it, then you, Somebody needs to... I still don't have a really good explanation why when it's clear one guy is better than the other guy and they were both available to play, why the lesser player was given the start for the Green Bay game. Well, he... Because he, he, he had won three straight games. He was the quarterback of it. Two. He had won I'm, two. Yeah, well, going into the Green Bay game. Right. I'm not a big quarterback wins guy. I think that that is a, a flawed stat. But he was under center during a, a two-game winning streak. So it, maybe some of it had to do with the buzz, trying to capitalize. But uh, to me, the, the foundation of that decision was, uh, I'm just going to keep saying, uh, you know, I keep repeating myself, and it's just trying to see what you've got in Tommy DeVito. Has and Tyrod... What, Go ahead. If what you're saying about, you know, Tyrod, they, they went to... Uh, they they went away from Tyrod uh, in favor of the fact that they were being bullied by the fans. That that's that's soft. That's weak, and that that's not a decision a head coach can make. Has this guy had the worst luck in recent NFL history? Tyrod. Uh, Tyrod. Taylor? All yeah. the guy does is play well, and, and the guy hurt. can't. He can't stick with a job. We were talking in our pre-show meeting, reminiscing about when Baker Mayfield. Ended the Browns' lengthy losing streak, was that four years ago, against the Jets on that Thursday night game. We're like, who did he replace? And of course, he replaced Tyrod Taylor, who was the (laughs) starting quarterback for the Browns. I mean, he gets stabbed in the lung by his team doctor with the Chargers, loses his job to Justin Herbert, and now he gets hurt, and then he gets all wrapped up in this Tommy DeVito phenomenon. He comes back from injury where he played well. He played well in the first Commanders game that the Giants actually won, got hurt early in that Jets game. They bring in DeVito, who at that point, like you said, Dable wouldn't even allow to throw the ball, and then the Giants get a little bit hot, and, and here he is once again stuck behind you know, either an ascending quarterback like a Baker Mayfield or a Justin Herbert, or in this case, the narrative and the phenomenon that was Tommy DeVito. He's had the I, worst luck, this guy. Yeah, he's had terrible luck. And that game was five years ago. I remember it, man, because I used to work these jet broadcasts. And yeah, they knock Tyrod out the game. And I think every Jet fan immediately knew what was going to happen. Because that losing streak is dangling there. Uh, Baker Mayfield makes his debut, and then he torches the Jet defense. And, of course, they, they're throwing a party all over Cleveland. I think they were giving out, like, free, free alcohol. Beer, at, right? Didn't they have, like, those bar. refrigerators that were uh, yeah. unlocked when they, um, when, they, yeah. when they won their game? When they won. It was, it was so embarrassing, which, to me, I, I know we're talking Giants just real quick, suggests to me that Thursday— we're going to get something bizarre happen, ha- happening. Because Jets-Browns, you remember Trevor Simeon oh. broke his leg yeah. uh, in a game against the Browns. So something crazy is going to happen. Joe Flacco is going to you know, have, a, have a, a passing yards party all on this secondary. It's going to be one of those things. But, you know, we can disagree uh, uh, about the Giants. Here's the thing I know we do agree on. Uh, because you watch like the Eagles, they're 11-4. and four. The Cowboys, they're right there to win, uh, to win this division. If you don't have a quarterback, what does any of this matter? Because we, we were focusing on the backup quarterback, and, and, and rightfully so, just because it became a story the last couple of weeks. 
This quarterback situation, uh, you can love Dable all you want. You can sing the praises of, of Joe Shane. If you don't get that quarterback in here, how, how are you competing in this division when the Cowboys look like they're set up for the next five years? The Eagles look like they're set up for at least the next five years. You can't beat them to begin with. Haven't beaten Dallas since 2016. You've been, you know, mopped the floor with by Philadelphia. Going back 32 games, you've lost 26 of them. So your, your only path is really to get to the playoffs to, via the wild card. You've got to find a quarterback. So losing to me is is most and not the coaches, not the players. They're not going to sign up for that. But as far as like your fandom, it should be rooting it rooted in you rooting for this team to lose games. Are we not sick of that? I'm so I'm sick of the tanking narrative, man. Can't we just? And I I know I I said it wrong yesterday. You should never be sad when your team loses. I meant wins. Obviously, there's a nice <laughs> drop that was produced from that. I'm so sick and tired of this. It's gone too far, man. You said it yourself yesterday. You can't root for your team to lose. I can't. Worst case scenario, set yourself up as a fan for a win-win situation. You sit down. You're a Giants fan. You sit down to watch this game on Sunday. If they win, it's never a bad thing when your team wins. If they lose, okay, cool. You know, we've improved our draft position, or we didn't hurt our draft position by losing this game. That's the it's, approach you should take because it's out of your freaking hands. No, it is, I, I, and I get it. And, and yesterday I did say that I can't come into a game. Like, you know, Brees Hall escapes through the hole, and he's got nothing but green grass in front of him or, or that bad turf at MetLife in front of him. Am I rooting for him to trip and fall or fumble? Of course not. I, I, I want to see him score. On that final drive, Trevor Simeon, you know, quote-unquote, driving them down the field. Am I rooting for incomplete passes? Like, do I want to see Brees Hall drop the ball? Am I rooting for Greg the Leg to miss the kick? Of course not. So there is that, that feeling of, you know, invigoration when your team wins, especially when we've seen the last decade. Both these teams can't get out their own way. But I'm just, I'm just talking long-term. And, look, the best GMs can find picks anywhere in the draft. I understand all that. What, what can't be argued is your, your, your best bet of hitting on a pick or getting the guy you want is to finish as high in the draft as possible. So it's not the worst thing in the world if they send Tommy DeVito out there who gives them a, a worse chance to win these games. They go 0-2, and, and now they, they find themselves fourth or even third uh, in this upcoming draft. Let me ask you a question. Which fans do you think had the better weekend? Do you think it was the Jets fans whose team actually won a game, but it was an ugly win, they barely held on against a terrible team, and they saw their draft position drop a little? Or the Giants fan whose team hung in there with one of the best teams in the NFL, but still lost, and therefore improved its draft position? So which fan base do you think had the better weekend? Which fan base would you, and you're part question. of one of those fan bases, which one would you rather be a part of based on this weekend's results? Uh, I, I think, I, so I think the Jet fan has to feel better just from this standpoint. And we talked about this at nauseum yesterday. You're going to go back to the announcement. Yeah, the announcement of Salah and Douglas coming back. And there are a lot of people who rightfully feel like these guys should be fired. I mean, the, 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 the head coach, his record's, what, 17-32? and 32, and Three straight years not making the playoffs? That report comes out, and then he blows a 20-point lead, knowing you're stuck with him for at least another season. 
doesn't feel great. So whether you want, whether you uh, approve of it, uh, of it or not, Hackett, Salah, Douglas, all coming back. So you have to root for these guys not to experience, you know, debilitating losses like blowing a 20-point halftime lead against the Washington Commanders. I just think that that would be a terrible look. So I, I feel like the Jet fan has to at least take solace uh, that your team didn't have to experience that. And the other part of that equation is the Commanders coming into last weekend might have been playing the worst football in the entire NFL. Yeah. and, and A yeah, Jets quit. loss would have been a loss, a blown 20-point lead to arguably the worst team in the league. And they, they, they look like a team that had quit on its head coach in that first half because we, we hear the rumblings. Ron Rivera has already been told he's being let go. So to follow up what you did in that first half, it was like, it's funny, the graphics come up. Most first, port, uh, first quarter points they scored since, you know, 2014. Most first half points they scored since 2015. So they're breaking all types of records in that first half against the commanders. And to follow that up, with your defense getting torched by Jacoby Percet, because then, Pat, it becomes a, a further referendum on your, your head coach, who is this defensive guru, because it's like, well, I get you weren't prepared for J- uh, Jacoby Percet, but shouldn't you be able to, as the expert of a defense, be able to make adjustments? How do you allow that to happen on your watch? So I, t- I just think for all of those reasons, it, it just would have been a terrible weekend for the Jets. Back to the Giants and the quarterback situation. I do think that there's the opportunity for Brian Dable. I I wouldn't rule out the possibility of him kind of hedging his bets over the last two weeks. I I don't know that Tyrod Taylor is necessarily going to start week 18 against Philadelphia. Maybe he's giving him one more start here. Number one, you, you are always safe by starting the guy who's better and gives you the better chance of winning. And number two, look, Taylor, like we just described, has... He's had a tough couple of years here. We didn't even mention before in terms of like how unlucky this guy has been in his career. What about week 18 last year when the Giants were locked into their the sixth seed in the NFC playoffs and the game meant nothing to them in Philadelphia and they gave Davis Webb the start on his way out the door into coaching because he had never started a game before. So Taylor didn't even get that start. He's sitting there on the sidelines bypassed one more time. He's been, look, he's been a good soldier here and he's played well when he's been called upon. I mean, maybe there's an element of that, that you're giving this guy an opportunity here. And then week 18, when, and this goes back to what I said yesterday, when, when fans at two and eight wanted the Giants just to fold up the tent and finish two and 15 and get the number one pick in the draft and walk away with Caleb Williams, you can't tank the final two months of the football season, but you can tank the final week. And you're not saying that starting DeVito means you're tanking the game, but I could see a scenario where Brian Dable calls DeVito's number again in week 18 to give him one more look. To, to go back to him. And so this, it just becomes silly at that point. The whole season's silly. They're five and ten. The quarterback has no time to throw. The but season. What are you going back to him? And they, they, they had an embarrassing for. loss against the Jets. So you bench him at half at, at halftime on Christmas Day. You announce the following week he's not starting. Tyrod's coming back. You lose that game that we all knew you were going to lose anyway. Then you go back to Tommy DeVito. I why can not see just it. stick? Now why not just stick with him? With DeVito. Yeah, we just stick because with Because Taylor's a better quarterback and he has a better chance so of winning this week. But Maybe he thinks ch- that this is this is his one chance to win these last two games. They're not beating Philadelphia next week. Maybe they think they can Wait, pick off the Rams on, with Tyrod Taylor. So he gives them the best chance to win this week. That all of a sudden is gonna change after Sunday? Next, if, you mean you mean against Philadelphia? Yeah. They're not beating Philadelphia. 
what well, well they're not beating the Rams they have a better chance of beating the Rams of course but now you're like cherry uh, we're gonna power rank these two teams and see you know who we can beat and then the quarterback that gives us the best chance we're gonna have him against the inferior team but the team that we this, feel like we know we can't beat, even though we almost where, came close to beating them like it just sounds silly up. you got fans rooting for their team to lose and you got coaches playing the lesser of two options the whole freaking sports world is screwed up right now it's gone mad Ty <laughs> Experience the all-new genesis of White Plains, where our guests are everything. Take advantage of incredible holiday lease and finance offers on available 2023 models, including the all-electric GV60 SUV, with a full selection of gasoline and EV models in both sedan and SUV. It's easy to find just the right vehicle. They also have a full selection of excellent Genesis-certified pre-owned vehicles. Visit GenesisOfWhitePlains.com or visit their 40-car climate-controlled modern showroom located in the heart of Westchester County at 300 Central Avenue. Genesis of White Plains, the newest member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Talking about the Giants quarterback situation, Tyrod Taylor uh, back in the saddle after it was Tommy DeVito's starting spot for the last six weeks. Brian Dayball making the announcement earlier today, and here he is with the media letting them know. Yeah, I thought Ty did some good things in the second half of Philly, so he'll, he earned the right to, to start this game. That's getting ready for the Rams. Really have nothing else to add on it. Um, that's where we're at. So did Dable tell Tyrod and DeVito that this change would be a possibility? Yeah, I just say that they're, both of them are ready to go, doing their job, and when their number's called, expect them to be ready to go. All right, so that's what he says on that topic. How about Tommy DeVito uh, talking about uh, t- continuing to be a good teammate to Tyrod? I'm continue to be a good teammate. Um, obviously, coach's decision. I have no, obviously, say or anything in that, but I'm going to continue to be a good teammate, go out and compete, and that's it. Tough situation oh, for Big DeVito, man. obviously. Ty got to start the last six games, got to live out his dream, and just like that, yanked from him. 
rightfully annoyed. You can hear it in that cut. He he says all the right things, but he's he's upset, and he he should be. Uh, this decision makes no sense. Same with Taylor, opinion. who was upset and said all the right things when it was announced when he was able to come back and Devito would be starting against Green Bay. He yeah, was upset. Dude, you're, he should have been. You're 34. You've so got what? No so he's, he's got to pack it in. No, don't pack it in. I, I expect you to naturally be upset, but the fan base is not going to be, you know, empathetic with him. They're, they're going to side more with you know, Tommy, especially now that they're out the playoffs. And, and why not continue to further evaluate him? Again, this sounds like Dable already has that evaluation. And, and maybe we, you know, looked too deeply into it and, and figured he was going to be their backup quarterback next year. And I, I just feel like this decision makes it seem like he's not going to be. Listen, I was going to save this for later, but we're, we're trying to figure reasons why Brian Dable may have made this decision. Mike Tannenbaum was on Barton Hahn with Anita and Bart Scott earlier today, had some interesting things to say about a couple of quarterbacks. Here's what he said about this situation. He wasn't terribly surprised that they went back to Taylor. Tyrod's outplayed him. You know, Tyrod Taylor's a really good player when he's healthy. His ability, indeed, has never been an issue. It's his ability to stay healthy. So I thought he outplayed Tommy DeVito the other day. So, no, I'm not, I'm not surprised. And if Tyrod Taylor can stay healthy, I think he's part of the solution in 2024. That last part, why are, we, why are we ruling that out? Why are we discounting? We're talking about all these possible backup quarterback scenarios, assuming Daniel Jones is ready to start week one. Um, why are we automatically discounting that Tyrod Taylor could be Jones's backup next year, even though it, because he's a free agent now? Well, because you figure the Giants are going to draft a quarterback. You, what, so what you, if they you, don't? Well, that's the thinking that they will, and, and we heard um, from from multiple people who cover the Giants that said that they are, uh, if they're in position to draft a quarterback, that you know you feel like they are going to go in that direction. And right Jordan now they're Renan top said five. That to us yesterday, he did. Top five might not be enough because there's, you know, there's, you know what, there's... You know what happened to me just now, Pat? What? <laughs> the reason why I phrased it that way? Because I couldn't remember. Like, as I'm speaking, I couldn't remember whether or not he said that on the air or if it was off <laughs> the air. He said it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh-oh, you, I don't want to get... Yeah, that I don't moment of panic out. that you were revealing uh, something you weren't supposed to. No, he oh, said it man. on the air. Okay, cool. So yes, Jordan Renan did say to us yesterday <laughs> that, that the, the Giants, if they're in position to draft one, he feels strongly what if they're not? that... And here's the deal, right? Tankathon right now has them as the fifth pick based on their record right now. Um Anthony and I and you went through this in the pre-show meeting. Uh, Chicago picks number one. They get a QB. Uh, Arizona, number two. Tankathon has them picking Marvin Harrison Jr., who's a top three, top four pick. Uh, Who's the third pick right now? Washington. They're definitely taking a quarterback, so they would take either May or Williams, whoever wasn't taking one. And then New England needs a quarterback. So what if they take Jaden Daniels there? So then the Giants are sitting there at number five. I think you could make a case for any of those top three quarterbacks going as high as five. I don't know that there's another quarterback who it wouldn't be a reach if you took him at five. Well, if you love him, it's not a reach. It's only a reach in the eye of, of the beholder. And secondly, if Arizona is hell-bent on taking uh, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. With the, with the number two overall pick, meaning they obviously are sold on keeping Kyler Murray, which I think is a mistake, but uh, if that's the case then you could see a team trading up to two and, and, and giving them the opportunity to still get Marvin Harrison Jr. while um, that team gets a quarterback. And unless that team is the Giants, that would leave the Giants out of the mix for getting one of those top three quarterbacks. Yeah, if another team trades up to, to draft a quarterback. 
So now we're dipping into the next level of quarterbacks, one of whom the Giants might not want to take at number five, in which case we go back to Daniel Jones as your starting quarterback. And who's your backup next year? Is it Taylor? Is it Ryan Tannehill? Is it Jacoby Brissett? Is it Tommy DeVito? I don't think it's Tommy DeVito based on this decision today. Yeah, that can't be the case, though. I, I, you, you have to. You have to draft a quarterback here. you got to find a way to get yourself into position to take that next quarterback. We, we know Daniel Jones is not the future. Whether it, And you can, you can you know, come to that based on production, or it can just be rich injury history. We've now seen enough evidence that this guy can't stay healthy. So you you got to find a solution there. And for Dable, also, it, it would buy him extra time. Because if you draft a quarterback, now you can't get to the end of next year talking about his job security because you got to at least see, uh, at, at, you know, it, it, it through two seasons. You can't fire him after a quarterback's rookie year. So I think for Dable, he obviously wants to get his hands on the next quarterback to try to groom and develop him. But also for job security purposes, it affords him that extra year of, of you know, being on this job. I don't think Dable's job is in jeopardy. Obviously not after this year. I don't think it will be in jeopardy after next year. I think the one thing that came out of this last month for the Giants, Dable Dable got this thing together. After it was about to go off the tracks, Dable has gotten this thing together. No, he's not leading them to the playoffs, but at least they've been competitive with a skeleton roster um, over the last month of the season. So they're going to finish 5-12 and this season. Yeah. You think they go 5-12 and again next season? His job is not in jeopardy? I don't think they go 5-12 and next season. Well, all right, so that's different. You, you, you just said you don't foresee his, 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 his job being in jeopardy, but that's assuming they are more successful than they were this, this year. This entire season and their entire roster, and they lost their quarterback. It all fell apart this season, and they were 2-8, and eight, and he got them back to where they were playing competent, competitive football again. Yeah, because think, they played a bunch of tomato cans. They played the Commanders and the still, Patriots. You still got to win thing. games. Here's the thing, Pat. If they bring back Jones, that's, so let's just remove the drafting a quarterback scenario. Right. They bring back Daniel Jones— you still have four games in this division against two teams you can't beat. So you're going to beat them with a rookie quarterback next year? No, I'm, I'm saying forget that part. I'm, I'm talking strictly about bringing Daniel Jones back and them having a better season next year. That's based on what? I think you and Giants fans need to start accepting the fact that there is a possibility that Daniel Jones is going to be their number one quarterback next year. Coming into the season, sure. But if you don't have I mean, you know, beyond someone that. behind him that you just drafted, to me, that's a mistake. I think that's a real possibility that that doesn't happen. Let's get some calls on this. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start with Steve in Vegas. Steve, how you doing today? All right, man. How you guys doing? Great, Steve. Listen, uh, no matter who you put back there, even when you had Daniel Jones healthy, that offensive line can't stop nobody. You know what I mean? So... You could put Tyrod, you could put DeVito, you could put whoever you want. The offensive line is not going to hold up. So when DeVito had his little flashes to show that he could actually perform, you know, it was looking good. You know, Monday night, everybody watching, you know what I mean? And, and, and you got you to gotta go with the quarterback that performed the best. He putting in Tyrod right now, I think it's all for show. You know, you got to look like you're actually going to try – you know, to win these games. You don't want to look like you're intentionally tanking. But at the end of the but day, they, he doesn't want to win but, these games. But why was Steve? You, you why, think he wants Steve, it. Steve, hang on, hang on. Hey, Steve, Steve, you don't want to look like you're trying to tank. 
why wasn't that what it looked like Monday Night Football against the Packers, where they started DeVito over Tyrod Taylor? It's 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 literally the same situation. Well, because he had consecutive wins. It doesn't matter who you won against. You know, you still had wins. You got to go with the guy who's winning. You know, you got you're not going to take out the guy after he done won a couple games for you when they look. They look like crap the, the whole year. But, Steve, but, but you know now you're I mean? turning it over to a guy, like, and you act like Tyrod has been winning all these games for the Giants since he's been here. Like that, no, he has. Well, he has. Well, hold on, he hasn't had but, an opportunity but, to win. He's hardly played. The, 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 no. the Giants won those three games with Devito, especially the first two, because of the defense. They didn't win against Washington. They they got six turnovers against Washington. New England was in shambles offensively. They won those games because of the Giants' defense and the quality of the opposition. Yeah, you're right on that. But at the end of the day, who was the quarterback? You know what I mean? People look at what they want to look at. But if you have consecutive wins with a quarterback, you know, all they see is the W. You know what I mean? We know the specifics. But at the end of the day, that was the quarterback. And as far as tanking to get the best, you know, draft pick, look what the Jets did. The Jets ended up winning that game at the end of the year. cost them Trevor Lawrence. They've been in shambles ever since. They're going to be continuous continue to be in shambles with Aaron Rodgers, who's probably going to get hurt on the first well, day again next Steve, year. Steve, thanks for the call. We'll see. We'll see about the Aaron Rodgers thing. Now look, the Jets situation with Trevor Lawrence was a unique situation. They shouldn't have won that game. No. It was as simple as that. They I mean, they tried game. to win. If you remember, they tried to win that Raiders the game. Raiders game, yeah. Uh, but Henry Ruggs uh, beat them uh, with that Hail Mary pass. Uh, so I wasn't knocking Taylor for not having success. I was just... To his point, like he was making the point, you got to go with the, you got to ride the hot hand, the guy who's been winning, and that just doesn't apply to the situation. Anybody watching those games knows they weren't winning because of the quarterback play. Absolutely, of course. And so Taylor, we, how many how many starts has Taylor made this year? Three, if you count the Jets game, right? He started Washington, he won. He started Buffalo, moved the ball up lost. and down the field, made they the lost. stupid they mistake 10, at the end they of the scored first ten half. points in right. that game. Moved the ball up and down the field though. They moved the ball better than they had at any point in the season leading up to that game. And Not they saying lost the much. game. Not, well, it's that, saying that, something. It's saying that at that point he was probably the best option of the three, including Daniel Jones. Yeah, and for all the uh, quarterback wins folks out there, he, he's 1-2 this year in the games he started. Meanwhile, well, you count, you're, you're counting the three. Jets game as one of those losses because he started. He left very early. That loss... That that should be hung on Dable. That's that should be hung on Devito. Yeah, that, I mean, that on, that's on a Dable loss. It's a Dable he loss. He's one and one. Mind. So yeah, you're saying where are all the wins for Taylor? He's only started two games. But no, but I'm not saying it to knock him. It was just to refute the point that the caller was making you about riding the hot hand. That's all I was doing. That's it. I'm not knocking Tyra. You didn't have the hot hand. The team had the hot hand. The defense had the hot hand. Yeah, Devito didn't turnovers. have the hot hand. He had he had that the 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 drive against the, the Packers. To win that game. But don't forget, the decision that we're talking about was made before that happened. That actually, DeVito went out and backed up his coach because I didn't agree with the decision at the time. I thought you should have gone back to Taylor, as I've said. But he went with DeVito, and he went out and backed up his coach. That was his best moment, which came after the decision to keep him as the starter. So he helped out Dable there. 
It's Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the season, the season to save at Ramsey Mazda during the season of Inspiration Sales Event, like a new 2024 Mazda CX-90 for $399 a month or a new 2024 Mazda CX-30 for $199 a month. Find your new Mazda now at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN R113-8486 and RM614713. MSRP 41045 26,645. Tax, title, registration extra ends 1-2-24. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Trying to figure out this Giants quarterback situation. I think Brian Dable's got it under control. It seems pretty clear cut to me, Ty. <laughs> we go Tyron <laughs> well, Taylor this week. We go back to Tommy DeVito next week. If there was a week 19, oh, who's left? Bring Daniel Jones back. Um, bring Matt Barkley back from the Jaguars. Where's he? Uh, Jaguars squad. now, right? Yeah. yeah. And he Let's could be that. Preston Tag. Wait, can you see? If, can you envision a scenario where oh, no, Barkley plays in the playoffs this year? Week nineteen. Can. Let's just go Wildcat with Saquon the entire game. Why just, not? Just, He's just a free agent. We're doing this musical chairs. We bit. haven't even talked about that. Is now, he going to be back next year? Oh, because that—that I mean, because that's going to be a big question again for the second straight off season. Second, here we go again. Now he'll be. I mean, we thought we, you know, we thought we were in position after last year to put all these questions to bed during the off season. You thought Daniel Jones was locked up for the foreseeable future. Here we are talking about drafting a quarterback again. Uh, you thought going into last off season you'd lock up Saquon Barkley. That's coming around again. So. It's going to be Groundhog Day for the Giants offseason. It's going to be Groundhog Day for the Jets offseason. Waiting for Aaron Rodgers to come back and and hoping that they could contend. It's like this whole year was a lost year for New York football fans. Don't worry, though. Recent history tells me uh, both of these organizations are going to turn the corner soon. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to B on Long Island as we head back to the phones. B, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. I was just calling to say, in certain situations, I don't have a problem with the team tanking, especially if it benefits them long term. At this point in the season, there's nothing that's going to help them. They're done. It's two games is not going to do anything for them. Without giving them a, a little morale boost. Other than that, if you're going for a quarterback, why not? No, but you sit there in front of your television, actively rooting for your team to lose. No. So that's, well, that's what we're saying. We're rooting for them to lose, but if they lose, I'm saying, yeah. hey, that's I'm not okay. upset. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, but we agree. On, we agree with that. We were just talking about the view, the actual viewing experience, like missed field goals, missed tackles. Like you're not fumble. You're not rooting for oh, your no, team I'm, to be I'm, on the every wrong time end of I see a missed tack- Every time I see a missed tackle, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm upset. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you, you know, I'm upset. Like any 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 fan. But yeah, what I'm saying unnatural. is, no, long get it. term, you, yes. long term. Why not? If it's helping your team get an impact play that could elevate your team for the next several years, why not? There we go. Point guard there, Anthony. There we go. Appreciate the call, B. I hope it's he a might have won point guard in, in, in hour number one. I hope it's a stronger answer than yesterday. Freaking Kevin yeah. Durant. <laughs> Kevin, take Kevin Hater, Durant's haters side. That's be, point guard. No wonder Harvey wasn't like, invited back to produce the show today. Yeah, haters be like. <laughs> Nobody loves a committee. Nobody loves a committee. <laughs> Uh, let's go to John in Mawa. John, what's going on? Hey, guys, how are you? All right, John, what's up? Huge Jets fan. Anyone that thinks that uh, the Jets had a better weekend than the Giants is a little bonkers. Um, if you think back to last year when we went from 13 to 15 in the swap, 
we lost that on Broderick Jones. We yep. lost that on Broderick Jones. If we lose, and that game was a great game. We're killing them this last p- past week, and we're killing them. And all of a sudden, we start to lose. It's perfect. No, if that the- field goal, if that John. field goal, goal had gone left, hold on, hold on. If it gone left, we'd be sitting at four or five or six, possibly the third pick in the draft. But then you're now crushing a head. But John, then you're crushing your head coach, who you just announced don't you're care. bringing back don't next. Care. You don't care. That's no, no, no. How no, do you not care about that? He's already coming back. He's the head coach in name only. It's Aaron Rodgers. I want the guy Alt from uh, from Notre Dame, or I want the guy from Penn State. I want a big left tackle to, to anchor that line. Now we're going to be sitting at 9 or 10 or 11. Or if we're at 3, we, we could get Marvin Harrison Jr., but not that I would. I would still pick Alt or the guy from Penn State. It's just winning that game was worthless. We already know our coaches. And I, by the way, I like Sala and I like Douglas. I think they're doing a good job. I think he's, I, I think Douglas has done, done a better job than most Jet fans give him credit for. So why is the offensive line this, this, this bad uh, four years Four later, years in. Where we now need three I, starters. I, I, I can't disagree with that. That's why <laughs> you got to just keep taking swings at it. You got to get off. You got to get the guy from Penn State. And they're not going to be there at 9 or 10 or 11 uh, because because we want a, a, a useless. We are the kings of winning useless games. That's what we are. But here's the thing, John. Thanks for the call. This is what people need to realize, Ty. It would have been equally useless for Washington to win that game. It, it, everybody's only looking at it from one yeah. side. The other team on the other side of the field is in the same position where they need a, and they actually do need a quarterback. So it's actually more important for Washington to tank than it is for the Jets. So it's not just as easy as snapping your fingers and saying, "All right, let's go out there and lose this game today." And, and the coach who's sixteen and thirty-two. How many times in the last two days have you mentioned his record? which is now 17 and 32, about yeah. half a dozen, right? Because that's what he hangs his he hat on. That. So that guy's not going into his locker room or going into a game hoping that his team loses and trying to put them in position to lose on purpose. I'll say this, though. It sounds like I vehemently disagreed with John, our last caller, but my premise is just uh, the unfolding, the sequence of events that led up to, you know, you're up 20 points. Now, yes. if, if instead uh, they lost on a last-second field goal, but they were competitive throughout the game, then it's a different story. But I just felt like the moment you went up three scores, you had to win the you, game. You have to win that game when that report comes out that he's coming back. It, 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 it further like illuminates some of his coaching deficiencies. Uh, inability to make adjustments in the second half, and you're losing to a pathetic Washington team. With all due respect, Peter Rosenberg. It would have started a whole new narrative if they were to lose that game. The last two days, all anybody would be talking about was getting this head coach out of there. And this town, as we know, loves a narrative to the point where a narrative got Tommy DeVito three more starts than he actually deserved as the Giants' starting quarterback. But the narrative the last three days would have been about the head coach, and they avoided that. If Washington went up 14 nothing, 20-6, to and the Jets fight back and lose that game that way, you could live with that. You could yeah. walk away being like, all right, in the long run, this is going to help us out. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like the Giants. The Giants had the best-case scenario on Christmas. They played hard. They had a competitive game. They had you locked in until the very end of the game, which at 20-3 to at halftime yeah. did not look like it was going to be the case. They ended up losing the game, and they ended up improving their draft seed. And now they're fifth, 
Which, and now they're yeah, fifth. They've got an opportunity to move up. Giant fans are not going to be rooting for uh, the Patriots to beat the Jets because they're not going to beat the – I don't think they're going to beat the Bills this weekend, but beat the Jets next week, and then that will help their uh, draft positioning. Yeah, Giants still have a chance to, to move further up. And for the Giants, if you look at – if you're comparing the scenarios of the two teams, it's going to be more difficult for the Giants to win one of these last two games than the Jets. Sure. Jets got the Pats. Jets got the Pats. Sure, and, and maybe uh, Who are the, where's I, the Giants win coming from? They're, no, they're not winning. But I just uh, the Jets are losing tomorrow. We know that. Yeah, it's just a matter of yeah, uh, the, the, the the Patriots game, and, and it's not like Belichick is motivated by losing and tanking because you know it doesn't help him. He's he's leaving anyway, and even if, if he did, I, I think he's gone. Every, every report seems to suggest that that it's over for Belichick in New England. Chargers. It's funny, though, as, as we're looking at spot. these scenarios, a lot of people, us included, are making a lot of assumptions based on things that haven't actually happened yet. So we're making assumptions on assumptions. Yeah, but, I mean, the Chargers, that would be a great spot for him. Got the quarterback there. Don't let him be the GM. He's still a really good head Don't coach. Don't let him be the GM. He's still a really good head coach, but the general manager thing, suspend that. Take to Revoke those privileges. <laughs> Happy holidays from Bay Ridge Mazda. They have over 200 new vehicles marked to move. Take advantage of 0% APR financing, no payments for 90 days, and prices below MSRP across their entire selection. And every new Mazda comes with one-year free oil changes and a free tire rotation. Visit them during the season of Inspiration Sales Event at 9000 4th Avenue in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeMazda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. Must take same-day delivery. MSRP discounts not available on future or pre-sold inventory. See dealer for details. Ends 1-2-2024. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.